Seeing the invisible. Seeing the invisible. This actually uh, so much in the invisible world than what is that we see here now. It's too much. There's so much in the spirit realm than what we are seeing here. Why would I say so? I'll use the word, the term this, and I may use it lightly because the spirit realm is the mother of the natural realm, so to speak. But I never call the earth mother nature. You know, they call it what? Mother nature. I never call that. Why? Nature owned my, ain't my mother. I have a mother, and it's not nature. You understand the way they call it. But, but, but the, 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 the spirit realm has a lot. And I want to tell you this authoritatively from the, the word of God this evening. There is more. In other words, what you have experienced is nothing compared to what is available. You might have experienced so much. There's more in your spiritual life, spiritual life. There, is, there's, there are even higher thoughts that you can think and perceive. There is even more concerning your health. There is more in your marriage relationship if you're married. If you're not married, there is more <laughs> that is available. And, and if in finances, there is more that is available than you have right now. In other words, don't ever be contented with what you have experienced because there is more available that Jesus Christ paid the price for you and I. That's the point. Uh, and therefore, uh, I'm speaking about seeing the invisible. God has given us the ability to see through his word. The seeing is through his word. And, and uh, in Psalm 119, verse 105, very familiar scripture, Psalm 119, verse 105, it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now think about this, church. The more than I have the word in my heart and be a doer of it, the clearer the paths of life that God has in store for me. Now, now, now I want you to connect that. I, I don't want it to, to go just, you know, as if I'm speaking Latin and you're understanding in Kimaragoli. Uh, uh, you understand? <laughs> I really want you to, 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 to see what I'm saying, okay? Now look at this then. The word, the word of God is a lamp to my feet, it says, the psalmist says, and a light to my path. So it's a lamp and a light, okay? All right? What is that? The word. So then I make a statement here. The more word I have in my heart and I'm a doer of it, the clearer the paths of God in my life. All right? 
So the word of God actually is what gives us an access to seeing in the realm of the spirit. Without the word of God, we cannot see. Oh, okay. Are you seeing what I'm saying? All right, let's go step by step. Again, I, want, I, I don't want to, to sound like I'm speaking Latin and you're understanding in a, your vernacular. So the word of God is a lamp. It's a lamp to my feet, the psalmist says, and a light to my paths. To my feet and to my path. That's the word of God. Say, so the more I have the word of God in my heart, and being a doer of it, the clearer the paths that God has in store for me, the clearer they become. All right? Now think about this. Think about this. You and I were born of the incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. We got born again through the word. All right? Okay? Come on now. You're here. Okay? We are born again of the incorruptible seed, the word of God. That's the way we got born again. And, and, in, and in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it talks about the ones who do not believe, talking about unbelievers. He says, the God with a small g of this world has blinded, if the gospel, so gospel is hid, go back to verse 3 please, if our gospel is hid, verse 3, but if, if our gospel is veiled, the New King James Version says, the Old King James says, Kihid. it is well to those who are perishing, who, whose minds the God of this world or this world or this age has blinded. That's the devil. Who do not believe lest the light of the gospel, the light of the gospel, light enables you to see. We're talking about seeing the invisible. The light of the gospel. So the gospel, actually, the good news is actually the word, the word good news. It's not just say, praise God, I'm born again. That's wonderful. But God wants us to see his paths, his ways. To understand the functioning of the kingdom of God. Because Jesus said this, the kingdom of God is within you. So God wants us to, to understand the functioning of the kingdom of God that we may dominate over the affairs of life and not be victims. We dominate, we rule, we reign, we dictate to the kingdom of, of, of this world and the, the kingdom of darkness. We are over, above, not under. Okay? Now look at this there. So he calls what? The light of the gospel. So what has he done? He's blinded the minds of those who do not believe so that the light, lest the light of the gospel, the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. The entrance of his word brings light. It brings light. It brings understanding to the simple. So that under the, the word of God, going back to that Psalm 119, verse 105. So it, it says this, the, the word is a lamp. Let's go 
the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Let's go to First Peter. I came to feed you. Now you, I came to feed you. I came in the name of Jesus to feed you. Huh? So open your mouth wide. Not in dozing. But in partaking, okay? All right? If I, if I give you a child food and they, they can open their mouth, you know, I want you to open your mouth wide and, 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 and receive this and uh, the revelation of, of his word. Usually, usually, let me, let me say something here. When I'm preparing for a meeting, and I've been praying, and I've been studying, and I've been reading, and I've been contemplating on the scriptures. And when I start hearing new tongues in my mouth, I usually know there's something new that he wants to do. I expect it. I usually don't know how it's going to manifest, but I expect it, and he does it. And I experienced that this evening, this afternoon. I shall know that there's something. Because I, I, I come to that place in prayer and I'm praying in tongues. And I realize that the tongues just change. And I, and, and I start experiencing some things that I haven't, you know, just, just I know that this is not the usual. So then expect for utterance. Again, to the degree and to the desire, the much you desire the living word of God, the more you experience what he has in store for you this evening. All right? I claim there is an answer to the questions that you've had. There are answers, not just an answer. There are answers to the questions that you've, you've had. I said we go to where? You see, that's what I wanted to see. Are you paying attention? First bit. Okay, look at this in chapter... Two, First Peter two. Some, a moment, <clears throat> a moment, a moment. All right, come on now, just a moment over here. Praise God. Okay, First Peter 3. Did I say? No, First Peter 2. First Peter 2. Go there to verse 22. Verse 22. It says, uh, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, it says this, Love one another fervently. Why are we at? First Peter one twenty two. I said, I said to First Peter one twenty two. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, I, I, I like that. In obeying, I, I wrote it recently uh, in my Bible. It says, in obeying the truth through the Spirit. I, I, I wrote there, I cycled through the spirit there, and I wrote down, not religiously. You are obeying the truth through the spirit. You, you see that? 
It's not religiously. It's through the Spirit. And then he says, it's in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. So it's okay to say, I love you fervently, Tracy, with a pure heart. <laughs> you know what I'm I love you fervently with a pure heart. Look at this, what follows next in verse 23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which abides, which lives and abides forever. Now, that's the light of the gospel. How did you receive the Lord? We had the word of God, faith came, saving faith came, and we got born again. So that's how the light came in into our spirits. Okay? You see that? Now, now look at this. So, we got born again through the, inco- but through the incorruptible, through the word of God. Sorry. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So look at this. The word is what gave us what we call a born again life. It's the life of God. It's actually like a seed. It's a seed. In fact, Jesus not just like a seed. It's a seed. The word of God is a seed. So it came into our spirits and our spirits which were dead became alive through the word of God. All right? And we knew something had happened inside of us. We knew. We didn't understand. We couldn't explain it. Uh, I'll tell you the the fifth day of my salvation. I could not even explain it, but I knew I'd been born again. I knew that. I knew inside of me I was no longer a sinner. I had been born again. Now look at this. That is how the light of the gospel entered in through the word of God. So then, the more we take that same seed incorruptible seed, through the word of God, the more we take it into our spirits, which have been born again, the clearer the purposes of God become in our lives. Is that clear? Is that clear? It becomes clear now of what has happened And this path that God has in store for us even becomes clearer and clearer. We are able to understand. Why is that? Light is entering in. And listen to this. The word of God is what introduces us to the spirit realm. But Jesus says, I'm the door. We just enter in at the door. But there is a lot in that realm which we can only access again through the revelation of God's word. No wonder in Colossians chapter, chapter 3, in verse 16, he says this, let the word of God, let the, let the word of Christ dwell in you, what? Richly in all wisdom. In all wisdom. And, and then he says, let me make some statements here. Then, think about this then. That word has penetrated in our hearts we start actually seeing, perceiving. And the more we allow that word to stay in our hearts, the clearer things become. The clearer things become. 
Which one do you desire to have in, in your path is, is at night? Do you desire to have a very dim light? Or you want it bright? Huh? You are, do you, what do you want? You want very dim, you know, just dim light in a very dark place? Or you want it bright? Now, that the brightness in your life is dependent on how much word you have allowed to influence your thinking and your action on a daily basis. Now, that means even when we face situations, we face them, we act according to the light we have. What is that light? The revelation we have. What is that revelation? That is actually even still spiritual understanding concerning that situation. That means, church, even in prayer, the revelation of his word grants us effectiveness in prayer. The revelation of God's word grants us effectiveness in prayer. It's our authority. It's our dominion. It, it, and all this takes faith. It's by faith. So let's go to, uh, to Hebrews chapter 11. I think I may read from the Amplified Classic Version. Seeing the invisible. I was writing down some thoughts. Just thoughts, all right? Thoughts, contemplations, reflections. <laughs> but I know it was this. If all that I have is earthly things, then I'm the most miserable person and without hope. If all that I have is earthly things, then I'm most miserable and person and without hope. But listen this. But I look to a city whose founder and builder is God. We give you another thought. It's my contemplation. You don't have to have them. It's mine. Okay? But you can have them for free. I won't charge you. If all that I know is my strength, then I'm the weakest of all. But when I'm weak, I'm strong because it's my strength. You see that? If all that I have is my wisdom, then I'm the worst of all. But thank God, Christ has become, has become my wisdom. Has become my wisdom, my sanctification, my righteousness, my redemption. You, you understand? So look at this. All what I need in this life is him. And if that's in place, and by revelation I have Christ, and I'm walking with him by revelation, oh my goodness, it doesn't matter what I'll ever face, I will stand out victoriously because I am in him. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so look at this. In, in whatever situation it might be, we need to understand then, we have to, to understand whose we are, uh, and who are we, who we are in Christ. 
whose we are and who, who we are and who we are in Christ. Whose is God's, but also we are in Christ. That makes the whole difference. You alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone may my spirit yield. I know that, that's all I have. You are my strength and my shield. To you alone may, may my spirit yield. Now, let's go to Hebrews 11 then. So you are talking about sin, the, the, the invisible. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see. Whoa! Faith being the proof of things we do not see. So we are talking about seeing the invisible. So you see where faith comes, how faith comes in now? Being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. And the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. I mean, that's enough for you to run, go to the fuel station there for one second without fueling a vehicle and come back. <laughs> faith, now faith is the assurance. What do we need? This you have kept on saying, what do we need? Is that faith. How is it going to come in? By the word of God. Is the assurance. When I have faith, then I have the assurance. I have the confirmation. I have the title deed of the things I'm hoping for. Do I, do I have them? No. But listen to this. The word of God makes those things become a reality. Because listen to this. The word of God says the way things are supposed to be in your life. Exactly. In fact, I say this. When God says a word, when he speaks the word, he does not live in the natural realm. Live, God indwells eternity. So when he says something, is in the eternal realm. But what do we need to do? We need to perceive his will so that we can have it manifesting in our lives now. All right? Now look at this. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. It's not revealed to my senses yet. I don't, listen to this. What are my senses? I don't feel it. I don't five senses. What is it? See, feel, touch. I don't touch it. But listen to this. My faith has perceived as real fact that which has not been revealed, it has not been uh, revealed yet to my senses. So my faith precedes my senses. That's why I'm not moved by what I feel, what I see in this natural realm, or what I touch. My faith has gone into the realm of the spirit and has taken already that which has not been revealed to the senses. 
What did uh, Jesus tell uh, Thomas in, in, in John chapter 20? Blessed are those who do what? Who have seen without believing. Who have believed without seeing. Let's go, let's go there and then we come back to Hebrews 11. Let's read from the New King James Version. Thank you, Lord, for your help. I thought you were going to say the same to you, to, to yourself, to thank you, Lord, for, my, for your help, helping me to perceive your will. Now, look at this then. Uh, here comes, uh, let's go to verse... Verse 19, then the same day at evening being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them hands on this side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Then, uh, so Jesus said to them, Peace to, to you again. Da, 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 da. Then look at verse 24. Now, Thomas called the twin... One of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. In other words, believing is a choice. You heard what I said? Believing is a choice. Don't ever forget that. A person who says that I can't believe, it's hard for me to believe. Not so. They have made up their, their mind and it's a choice for them, for that person not to believe. Believing is a choice. Hey, remember Jesus had said he was going to be raised from the dead the third day. Thomas made up his mind. He said, I'm not going to believe. I'm, going, I'm not going to believe what you say. Unless I touch, I feel. I see, and he said, in fact, in fact, he's saying this, seeing is not enough, I have to touch. Think about the attitude of Thomas. My eyes can lie to me. My hands are the confirmation of the things that I've seen. That's terrible. That's not faith. So he said that. You, you, you can see so clear. He said, unless I see his hands, the print of my, the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again, again aside, and Thomas with them. Can you imagine for eight days, they, they kept telling him, Thomas, the Lord came to us, probably. We saw the Lord. He said, no, I won't believe that. I already told you what I've, I've made up my mind. I have to touch it. So see, believing is a choice. You can decide to believe or choose to believe. But you cannot say you cannot help it but not believe. You are able. Don't, don't forget because that's very powerful right there. That is liberating. Believing is a choice. You choose to believe God's word. I choose 
to believe God's word. Now look at this then, what follows next. And then he said, peace to you, to you. Then he said, he said, verse 27. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. So what is unbelief? According to these scriptures over here, is I have to touch, I have to see it with my natural eyes, I have to feel it with my senses. That is unbelief in manifestation. That's unbelief. Perceiving the invisible has nothing to do with your touch. Now look at this. And Thomas said, uh, answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. I think he felt ashamed of himself. My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Oh, come on now. Come on, let's, let's go there to First Peter again. We're going back to, 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 to Hebrews. <clears throat> I want to read from the King James Version, First Peter. All King James Version. Look at this. I'm ready. I, I, I know you are ready to dance now. Woo, 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 woo. Now listen to this. Listen to verse. Let's start from verse 3 for the sake of context. The, new King, the, the King James Version, the, the old King James, that's right. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abandoned mercy has begotten us again. Hallelujah. Has what? Begotten us again unto a lively hope. Other version says, a living hope. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's how we got born again. By receiving, uh, accepting his resurrection. Now look at this. To an inheritance incorruptible and defiled and that faded, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Look at what, what follows there. Who are kept by the power of God through what? Faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So you see what follows. Wherein you greatly rejoice. Come on now. If, if your eyes were functioning and you see the invisible, what follows next? You greatly rejoice. This is, the, this is how it goes. You, wherein you greatly rejoice, though for, for, now for a season. If need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. You go through that. I feel like, oh my goodness, I believe. <laughs> Sometimes it's so difficult. Some things you are going through. But look at this, what follows next. That the trial of your faith be much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found in praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. I won't, I won't expound that. But look at this. Whom have you not seen? It's talking about who? Jesus. Whom have you not seen, you love? Anyone who loves the Lord? Anyone who has seen him and you put your hands and, and, and you say, I've touched you, Jesus. Now I know who you are. Now I'm going to believe. Anyone? No. But you haven't seen him. 
you haven't seen, you love in whom, though now you see him not, yet, yet. That's what opens the door to, the, to, the, to see the invisible. Believing. Yet believing. Having not seen, you love. My goodness, I love the Lord than any person in this world. Even if I ask Wendy, she'll tell me the same. She loves the Lord than any other person in this world. (laughs) It better be. I love the Lord than any other person in this world. But look at this. Have you not seen you love in whom, though now you see him not, yet believing is what gives us access to him. Not seeing with the natural eyes. Because in the kingdom of God, the functioning of the kingdom of God is believing is seeing. Ultimately, we shall see him. We shall see him ultimately, but before then, we see him by faith. What about everything else? Faith, receiving, or perceiving as real fact, that which is not revealed to the senses. I do know you have known the Lord as a real fact, though you've never seen him. That's what you've gathered this evening. You have experienced an aspect of God, of him in your life. That's why you're going for more. But listen to this, the, the, the key right here is believing. Yet believing, but now there, there's a point that you need to enter in also. You know, not like, oh God, we're believing you, God. We are just believing you. Now you're not in faith. Oh God, we're believing you. We're believing you, Lord. It's so hard, but... We believe you, you will come through for us, oh God. That's why the people pray when they come to, oh God. Oh. No, no, no. You aren't believing. You need to go back to the incorruptible one. You need to go back to the, the, the lamp to your feet and the light to your path. What follows next? Yet believing, you do what? Rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Ah, come on now. Yeah. If, if you really come to a place that you've entered into that rest, that you know you're believing, oh, you start shouting. You start dancing. It's not that revealed to your senses, but you've perceived it. Why is that so? You've chose to believe. Now, so you see uh, uh, Helen dancing here at the front every Sunday. You think she feels like that every time? Ask her. <laughs> but he still do that. That's ex- an expression of faith. And practice this. Practice this. When things are so tight and you're tempted to complain, to give up, go to the world. And listen to me. Until joy comes into your heart, don't leave it. Don't let go of that book. When joy comes into your heart because you've seen revelation of God's word, 
That's it. You have it. You've entered into what? Believing. Because by believing, what follows next is joy. You rejoice with the joy unspeakable and full of glory. I remember after getting into the world for a long, long time. Because the Lord spoke to me. I had a certain man of God say this, and I said, yeah, that's the way the Lord has done it in my life over the years. When, when he's, he's bringing me to something first, and I'm trusting him to bring something to pass in my life, first he gives me a word, and he can give me even a phrase from the word of God. And I thought, that's exactly what he's done. He can give me just a phrase from the word of God. An example, I remember this. Do I send a soldier to war at his own expense? Now, if I'll say to people, they don't know, what does that mean? What does that to do anything with provision? Had a lot to do with provision because the Lord spoke to me. He asked me a question. He, he, had, sent, he had told me to go to the Bible school. Now, I was in the Bible school and the fees had not been paid. And then I, I started praying and listening to him and asking him. And he told me this. Do I send a soldier to at his own expense? Based on 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. When he spoke to me that way, that was enough. That was enough. So I kept saying it. Father, do you send a soldier to you at his own expense? No. Have you ever, have you ever heard of KDF going to Somalia at his own expense? You see, there's a WhatsApp group of your brother going to Somalia, and they are buying their boots and uniform. You've ever been invited to any group like that? That's someone from the prison. <laughs> if you get such an invite... <laughs> I really want you to see that. Let's go, let's go back. Let me, let me bring you to, to, to a place that you can, you can wrap in, in your mind what I've just said. <clears throat> Thomas says, until I put my hands, my fingers, touch, I see, touch, I will not believe. Okay? Jesus said, uh, just so rather, don't move. Jesus tells Thomas, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So the kingdom functioning by believing first, and then you do what? You see. Not seeing is believing. Believing is seeing. You see that? So then he starts saying, having seen, now you've believed. But blessed are those who have not seen yet, they have believed. All right? Now look at this then. Then Apostle Peter says this, Jesus you haven't seen, you love. In whom, though now you see him not, yet believing. What does that, what, what yet believing does, it opens a door for his work in our lives. It does. Why? That's faith. That's faith. Yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Do you want to know that you are, you are, you are believing? There's joy in your heart. There's joy in your heart. <laughs> it, oh, I was driving, I, I gave someone a ride yesterday, and he, say, he told me this. Now understand me from this position I'm speaking. Do I care? Yes, I care. For, for, for people. Compassion for people and all that. But he said this. Can you imagine fuel prices have gone up again? I said, I don't care. 
and serious adult. From one perspective. Another perspective, mercy and grace upon the people of a nation. You see what I'm saying? I really don't care. I don't care to the extent now, that takes renewing of the mind, that when I go to fear, I don't have to check out the prices a hundred times to move from one, one fuel station to another. Yours is how much? 176. Or oh, there's one 174 down there. 174. I'm, I'm going for 174. I'm not going to do that. And listen to this. When I'm traveling and I'm going out, in a petrol station I go, I feel the tank. I refuse to go down the supermarket to be looking at every price. I refuse. Ah, uh, you know, Pastor, they are hard times. I understand they are. We help people in this ministry. I, Tina and I personally help people. You understand that? We help people. But listen to this. It's a way of thinking. A price is high? Yes. I was listening even the U.S. and I mean, in, speaking Pastor Carla, and said, Tevis, that's something that I've never seen in my life. But how are they just supposed to live? By faith. What is faith? Believing. Believing what? Believing the word of God. You say, Pastor, you are not understand. I do understand. I've lived in a slum. Probably maybe one or two of you have lived in a slum. Probably one, of, one or two of you have ever lived the condition I lived in, in the slum. Yet, I believed. Yet, in that state, I went to the Bible school to pay $1,750. In dollars, you understand? If you don't have even 50 shillings a day, you're going to, you're, it's, it's madness to go to a dollar <laughs> transaction. Can you imagine? Dollar transaction. Shilingi <laughs> mekushinda. You understand that? that? That looks like madness. But that's what believing does. That's what believing does. So most likely, none of you, probably, Probably two have ever lived the condition that I lived in. I remember my dad visiting me and asked me, can you, can you come back home? <laughs> Seriously. He visited me in Dandora. He said, do you think you can come back home? I said, I can't, Dad. I came out of home. I'm not coming back. You understand? There's a difference. There's a difference. Because I've got the word of God. <laughs> you understand that? And I really, I stood right there. And I did. And I did. And I did. I, you know, hungry sometimes. But I knew it was just for a season. I remember when the Lord gave me that, 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 that uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8. I thought this is mine now. This is just for a season. Things are breaking through. They did. They did. But I said, yet believe it. What was it that I'm telling you the truth? In my room there, 
where I was, in my room, you know, the, the room you can hear whatever the neighbor is doing. You know, understand? If you haven't eaten and the neighbors are cooking, you'll smell everything in, 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 your, in, your, in your room. But look at this. I, I really ate eggs. Eggs was my, my thing. An egg, not eggs. An egg. You survive with an egg. Uh, but look at this. In my room, children used to gather to dance. I'm serious. <laughs> children of neighbors will gather to dance. Remember, I don't, have, I don't have any radio or TV. I'm shouting. I'm dancing. And they come, we, we sing together. I, I wish I'd meet with those children. You know, those are over 23 years ago. Those guys are 27, 29, 30. Mo, mo, most of them. I don't know even, even if I met with them, I'll remember them. But I remember those children coming in my house. They, tell them, remove your shoes out there. <laughs> in other words, I sleep down here. <laughs> but they danced. That's how it was in my, in my room. Yet what? Rejoicing. Rejoicing. Don't, don't ever think that you're in faith if there's no joy. If there's no joy. Joy is a force. Joy is a force. And has everything to do with God. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It has everything to do with his presence. In the presence of the Lord there is what? Fullness of joy. Let's go back to Hebrews 11. The Amplified Version. You getting anything out of this? Don't forget that yet believing. Yet believing. So faith perceiving as what? Real fact, that which is not revealed. What is not revealed to the senses. Don't you see that will help you also in prayer? In your prayer life? Listen. Prayer is not what makes faith work. Faith is what makes prayer work. Don't forget that. Faith is not what makes prayer work. I mean, uh, prayer is not what makes faith work. Faith is what makes prayer work. I believe. So what does that mean? I take the word of God and I start waging a good warfare with it. So faith is what makes prayer work. Believing what God says in his word is what makes uh, prayer work. Now look at this. Let's go down to... Let's go to verse 7. We can read so many of them, but let's go to verse 7. Prompted by faith... Being forewarned by God concerning events of which as yet there was no visible what? Huh? Huh? Visible what? You could not see anything to tell you that it's going to rain. There's no evidence. You're in a good place right now if you've been, believe, you've been uh, trusting God for something and there's no evidence. You're in a good place. Someone was. It had never been rained. There's no evidence. Oh, that's a shouting ground, rather. There's no evidence. Huh? 
Would you think about uh, Sarah at night? What evidence was there? They said the deadness of Sarah's womb. There's no evidence at all. That's a good place to be in. Huh? Look at this. Prompted by faith, Noah being forewarned by God concerning events which we, as yet there was no visible sign, took heed and diligently and reverently constructed and prepared an ark for the deliverance of his own family. Can you imagine building an ark? Remember this. It wasn't a small thing in your room that people are not seeing. Everyone is seeing what you are building. Can you think that, that terrible generation, someone coming, they are drunk to see you? No, that, that's a free movie. To just see someone who's building, no. We thought you were mad, but you've become mad. And they laugh and go. Noah kept saying, keep quiet. Let's build. Let's continue building children. Probably one of the sons will ask, but dad, <laughs> is this thing, did you really hear God? Yes, yes, I did. Let's continue building. No sign. What is that? Nothing, nothing that had been, was, 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 there was no evidence of touching or testing or feeling. It's just simple obedience. Obedience to God has nothing to do with feelings. No wonder he says this, obedience is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than to sacrifice. This is simple. He said it, I'll do it. I'm getting excited here. I did, uh, I was talking to a, he's a former MP of Wajia North. I had lunch with him yesterday with his wife. It's amazing how we met because of this outreach of Masabi. So I asked him, so, so tell me something here. <clears throat> I was told, now they're Muslims, him and his wife. I was told the last time we trained in Masabi was, uh, he said, 26 years ago. The pastor told me the last time we trained that much in Massabit, like the way it has rained this time, he told me that 26 years ago, and the pastor had told me 1997. So that's how many years? 26 years ago. He told me this. It was yesterday, actually. Now Massabit looks like the way we knew it. I said, that's why I'm going there quickly. Now look at this. So I told him with his wife. In 1st of December, I was about to meet with the pastors, three pastors, one Rendile, Borana, uh, two Boranas, and one Rendile. And that was my first time to master. But then I told uh, the, the men I'd gone with that, uh, Duncan, uh, Norman, and uh, Eddie. I told them, men, I have these pastors coming in a, in a short while, in the afternoon. I want to take some time to pray before I meet with them. So I went and locked myself in the room for about an hour, praying in tongues and, and listening in my spirit. Then I saw, you've heard me say this, a field of maize and fatted cows, livestock. I said, Lord, I thought of what it being said in the end times, things become worse. He said, because of my mercy and grace. Okay, thank you. I met with those pastors and I told them, they looked at me politely just the way you are looking at me. But looking at someone who's telling you the word politely does not mean you believe. You know, I hope you do this evening. But look at this, they looked at me. And then it started raining in March. And it kept raining, and it kept raining. Even last week was calling me and telling me the pastor. 
In fact, he told me, when he went back, went back in April, he told me, Pastor, just to let you know, when you told us, we looked at you, we just didn't believe it. We are known, we have lived here, we have seen the condition of this land over the years. We didn't believe that. Because, you know, when you were there, they were telling us history. Like over there, there used to be grass and trees. You know, they're, they're telling you that once upon a time. But look at this. That's when I, what I saw was going to happen on 1st of December. The Lord showed that to me. But look at this. This man was showing me yesterday a photo. He's showing, now he's going to send me for Mazabit. This man was showing me yesterday photos of Garissa. How green it looked like the fields had seen. Maize. The pastor was telling me, you see where you came, those valleys, full of grass. Our animals, our, our livestock is just eating. The, the, the livestock just fat as you have seen them. You know, it was so good for me to go there. I didn't know the place. And to say, yes, I've seen. You know, the person who lives there said, God, this cannot be. I didn't have any visible sign. <laughs> Until the pastors, the, the two pastors said, when that pastor comes back, we want to meet with him. He's a man of God. <laughs> so I think I'm, I'm going to get, because I saw the picture yesterday. He showed me on his phone. I thought, this is what I saw. But now he's taking a photo of Mount Sabbath, and we are going, actually, by June, we are going back to, to among the Rendile people to, to see what the Lord wants us to do. And I'll give you more testimonies regarding this, because there are good things coming up. Now look at this. There's no visible sign. Took heed and diligent and reverent till construction and prepared an act for the deliverance of his own family. By this, his faith, which relied on who? Ha! Ah, not on you. Not on your ability, not on your strength, not on your degree and lack of it. You, you understand that? It relied on who? God, he passed judgment and sentence of the world's unbelief and became an heir and possessor of righteousness, that relation of being right into which God puts the person who has faith. Now look, look at this. Let's go over there. Let's go to verse 8. Continue. Urged on. By faith. Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and went forth to a place which he was destined to receive as an inheritance. And he went, listen to this, although he did not know or trouble his mind about where he was to go. Can you imagine telling your family, we are going. Where are we going? I don't know. I don't know, but we are going. Where are we going? Remember that was before the, the Google map. Now you can check out. You understand? You can know the country before you ever visit. There was no Google map. He, did, he didn't know where he was going. All what he did was obedience. He did not even, he did not know, the Amplifier says this, or trouble his mind. That's usually the very problem of so many people. They worry too much about the future. I don't, I don't care. Ask me at eight, I'll look at you and say, I've not cared at all. And I'm continuing. Oh, yeah, oh, the, the way the world is going, what will it be when we turn to 60? 
That's Miss Ruth. <laughs> That's Mama Steve over here. <laughs> what about defeat and seven? What has that to do with anything? Huh? What you need to do is simple obey God. Now look at this. Simple obey God to do what he's telling you to do. That's my point. Not because others are doing, but because he's told you to do. Whether it's popular or not. Whether no one has ever done it, do it. But make sure it's consistent with the word and spirit. Okay? Because you see like... uh, that man, Mackenzie, he was doing his own thing, but he's not consistent with the scriptures. That's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about, I'm talking about in, in whatever it is, do it which is consistent in the, with the scriptures, whether it's been done or not. Young people, whether it's been done or not, do it. Bring us some new things. Apps that think about your future. No, there's no app like that. But if you can find it, you sell it to us. <laughs> you, you, you understand that? Think about that. Softwares. Formulas. You think all formulas have been, de- de- been brought forward? No, there are so many. There are so many. But many times we just depend on pi, you know, what do you call it? Pi, theory, or Pythagoras. I don't know what theory. 3.14. No, there are so many things. Things that keep changing. Listen. My point is this, there is more, but it takes what? Faith. Let's go over there. there. So he left with his family, not knowing where he was going. Look at, look at verse, verse, verse 10. I like this one. For, for he was waiting expectantly. Faith is an expectation. And confidently. Faith also is a confidence. Looking forward to the city, which has fixed and firm foundation, whose architect and builder is God. Woo! Huh? Oh, I've gone sometimes in prayer and in the spirit and, and, and meditating and seeing things in the spirit and seeing them by faith and seeing that city by faith. I thought like, oh God, I'm looking forward to coming over here. And same forever and ever. Let's have that in the Passion Translation, please. Just that verse. The Passion Translation. <clears throat> Look at this. I love that. You ready for that? His, his eyes of faith were set on the city with unshakable foundations whose architect and builder is God himself. His what? Eyes of faith. What does that mean? It's not these eyes. Blessed are those who do what? Believe without having seen. And then he says this. Having not seen him, you love him. Yet believing, you love him what? Rejoicing with what? Exceeding, unspeakable joy. Yet believing. Believing, that's what, that's what he does. When you believe something, you perceive it, you see it, you embrace it, you dance, you shout, you have it. Faith, counting it as what? Real fact, which has not been revealed to the senses. You have it. 
you have it. Woo! Woo! <laughs> you have it. I remember after the Lord had spoken to me for months and for close to 10 months, actually. Then I met with Tina, and then she told me after two weeks that uh, I, I, I met with, I asked her, so, did, where, where is your, I'm, I'm looking forward to my answer. For what? To get married to you the way I asked you. She said, forget about it. I went with, back to the house and laughed. Not to the house, to my room, on the floor, I had no bed. I laughed that evening. I really laughed. I thought, that is good. Because you'll know I heard from God. What will they, uh, they mostly, if you have not heard and perceive, perceived the will of God, what will happen? Get discouraged so much. You call others. <laughs> Brother, do you know that sister? If you know Tina, please meet with her and tell her how much I've fallen in love. Now the, the problem of falling in love, that's the problem. Falling, I mean, staying in faith is better than falling. <laughs> but I knew that was a damn, a damn thing. I mean, I, I was checking out, she doesn't like those letters. Uh, I was checking out, actually, some weeks ago, I was looking for a certain book I had in the Bible school called Exploring the Old Testament. It's wonderful. And then I, I checked that green fold. I thought, let me check it again. And I saw a letter I wrote when she told me that will never happen. I wrote it down and I said, she uh, made a name is Tina Mbele. I said, Tina Mbele, I'll show you this letter in the, in the honeymoon. You'll know that I'm called by God. <laughs> That's what John was showing. When, <laughs> no, just, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. All right, now look at this then. Come on, don't. That I didn't say, just remove it. I'm forgiven. Now look at this. I'll show you. What's that? You have, listen to this. Your spirit is pregnant with the purposes of God. That nothing else can stop the deliverance of that spiritual baby so to speak, or spiritual purposes. You're just pregnant. You're too full to be convinced otherwise. Let's, let's look at... Uh, look at verse 14. <clears throat> Uh, let's read from verse 13. Let's go from verse 13 first. It says this, These people all died controlled and sustained by their faith, but not having re received the tangible fulfillment of... Can we have... A, oh yeah, let's, let's do that. Having received the tangible fulfillment, but not having received the tangible fulfillment of God's promises. So they had not what? Even received the tangible fulfillment of God's promises, only having seen... With whose? Which, which eyes? Eyes of faith. Seeing the invisible. And greeted it from a great distance by faith. 
I don't know if that's really new. Look at this. And all the while acknowledging and confessing that they were strangers and temporary residents and exiles upon the earth. That's why usually the problem when the church thinks like this is their home, they never do anything much. If, if all what you have is what you have and there's more, then life is boring. <laughs> In fact, Apostle Paul says, if Christ is not risen from the dead, oh, come on, let's, let's, let's sit and do nothing. In other words, that then we are doomed because we have nothing else to live for. But Christ is raised from the dead. In other words, there's more to life than what you're experiencing now. But they kept confessing they're strangers and temporary residents and exiles upon the earth. You know, sometimes I'm, I've met with people and all what they talk about, I'm no problem. You understand? But all that they talk about is money and properties. And my this and my this and my this. They're like, wow. You don't have the presence. When that presence has kicked in, probably the, <laughs> the next thing we'll be asking, what am I supposed to do, Lord, with that property? His presence is incomparable to any earthly thing. And that's what faith does. Look at this, what follows next. So they kept confessing. Now, those, now those people who talk, so they had a, a kind of a language, okay? You, you understand that? They had a language of faith. Now, these people who talk as they did show plainly that they, were, they are in search of a fatherland, their own country. Can you go to the Passion Translation, that scripture, please? The Passion Translation, please. For clearly, those who live this way, so they had a lifestyle. Now, as they talk, they live that way, are longing for the appearing of a heavenly city, and he says this, and if their hearts were still remembering what they left behind, they would have found an opportunity to go back. In fact, the Amplifier says they are homesick. <laughs> they could have had an opportunity to go back. Let's read verse 15 from the uh, Amplified Classic, please. Your fingers will do the talking now, or the walking. If they had been thinking with homesick, I can imagine a person is born again and think like, I used to drink beer. That was wonderful. Man, I, don't, I wonder if that person is born. <laughs> Can you imagine fantasizing that? You, you understand that? But if they had been thinking with homesick, remembrance of that country from which they were immigrants, they would have found constant opportunity to return to it. But, let's go to the next one. But the truth is that they were yearning for, are you seeing faith there? They were yearning for and aspiring to a better and more desirable country I do by goodness thank God for Kenya but I'm leaving it one day yeah. amen desirable country that is a heavenly one for that reason God is not ashamed to be called their God even to be surnamed their God the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob for he has prepared a city for them. Go to the, the Passion Translation of verse 16, please. <clears throat> but they couldn't turn back for their hearts were fixed. <laughs> I love that. Their hearts were fixed on what was far greater. 
That is what? That is what? That is what? The heavenly realm. The invisible. So because of this, God is not ashamed in any way to be called their God, for he has prepared a heavenly city for them and is for, for everyone who has faith in God. There is a heavenly city. Now, I'm not talking about like, oh, yeah, we go through trouble here. Oh, I'll be broke, but I'm waiting one day I'll be stepping on this gold. No, I'm not doing that. That's not faith. Faith is dominating over circumstances. Now then, <clears throat> do you have some few minutes? Huh? Only <laughs> Nehemiah. <laughs> as, as, as some few minutes even the husband doesn't have <laughs> now so, so look at this then let me repeat some things here God has given us the ability to see through his word God has given the ability to see through his word the more the word we have in our hearts and be a doer of it, the clearer the paths of life that God has in store for us. It becomes clear the path that we are pursuing. Now let's go to Second Corinthians. <clears throat> See over here. Is that just a moment over Come on now. Let's read from the Passion Translation, please, from verse 1, chapter 5, 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 1. <clears throat> we are convinced, people. What's that? Faith. We are convinced that even if these bodies we live in a folded, in a folded up or death-like tents, we will still have a God-built home that no human hands have built which will last forever in the heavenly realm. And you kept quiet. And you kept quiet. Huh? I'll say it again. We are convinced that even if these bodies we live in are folded up uh, at death like tents, I was saying in the, the, the funeral of, the burial of uh, Mary Kimani, uh, I started by saying this. This is not, this is not Mary Kimani. She left. This is our body. Now, Mary Kimani is now alive. Now, I am her pastor. Therefore, I can give her a testimony of Mary Kimani. She's born again. She's a believer. She's faithful in serving the Lord. Mary Kimani is in heaven is alive than ever before. What you've put here is just a body. She left the body. When that body was being thrown, you know, just, I mean, not thrown, but being buried, put in the soil. Oh, man. Ha! 
I had seen her, how she'd become frail. You know, the last time I saw her, my goodness, I had Mary and I thought, man, that's like, like bones. Ah, you come out of that body, you look back and say, ain't going back there. I remember my niece at 17, she said when she stood at some point and the Lord Jesus said, go back. She said, I can't go back there. I said, go back. <laughs> she said, it looked like a sack. My body looked like a sack. A 17-year-old. When he's folded up at death like tents. You understand? You young people, very young people. You, you have to be really pushing because I'm not going home quickly. It's a long time. But you very young people. If you hear like Davis Kimori, he's gone. He's not dead. You understand? If you cry, you're crying for yourself, not for me. <laughs> you cry, you're crying for yourself, not for me. What? I mean the people that you cry for. You cry. You think you're crying for them? No, no, no. For yourself. It's you who will miss them, and therefore you're crying for yourself. And some people still believers think like they've suffered and suffered. They're no longer. Even if they're all sick, they're no longer. They've gone. And listen to this. They won't miss you. Because in eternity is a moment. Even if you stay, my mom, I mean the other day, was it 13th? Uh, I saw my sister posting. It's been 19 years since dad went. You think he thinks about 19 years? Not so. Even the one who went like 1920, that's nothing. They're in heaven, nothing. There's no time there. In fact, you show up and say, wow, you, being, I, you came here in 1920. I say, what's that? <laughs> we live with no time. We live in no time. It's an earthly realm that is limited, church. This is my point over here. Get out of that thinking and enter into eternal thinking. I'll show you up with the finishing the scriptures in a moment. <clears throat> we are convinced that even if these bodies live are folded up like death like tents, we will have a God-built home. Huh? That no human hands have built. Now if it's built by God, how does it look? Surely. Come on. Remember whose seat, whose what? The, the architect is God. Wow. The city whose architect is God. Man. Man. It's beautiful. Woo. Woo. This is not a fairy tale. This is the reality. This is the realm of the reality. This, this, this makes the angels around here shouting. And they are wondering why you are there. You are looking at that way. <laughs> the angels just shout and say, yeah, that's the truth, brother. That's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. Listen to this. We will still have a God-built home that no human hands have built, which will last forever. Where? In the heavenly realm. Look what, what follows next. We inwardly sigh as we live in these physical tents. We sigh. There is. Oh my goodness. We just want to reach out for more. But there is a limitation of the flesh. Longing to put on a new body for our life in heaven. I look forward to that. Praise God. And, and look at this. In the belief that once we put on our new clothing, 
we won't find ourselves naked. Clothed with the glory of God. And then he says this. So while living in this tent, we groan under his burden, not because we want to die, but because we want these new bodies. We crave for all that is mortal to be swallowed up by eternal life. I look forward to that. No pain, praise God. But listen to this. The Bible has a, what is called a, a double reference. In other words, you don't have to wait then. You enter into the presence of God and this mortal body is being swallowed up by the mortality, which is by God's presence. That is quickening. That you don't have to be frail and tired and weak. Not so. If you know how to enter into God's presence, you don't have to. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to walk in pain. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's double reference. And, and look at the followers now. Uh, and this is no empty hope. You see, even the Bible is telling you what I'm telling you. This is no empty hope. For God himself is the one who has prepared us for this wonderful destiny. And to confirm this promise, he has given us the Holy Spirit like an engagement ring, like as a guarantee. Ah. I remember when Wendy received that engagement ring. <laughs> Show me, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that. I already received it. I said, you did? Yeah. He's made his intentions. You know? I said, yeah. yeah. Praise God. Now what follows next? It's a guarantee. May 5th is coming. <laughs> That's a guarantee right there. Hey, there's a guarantee. Greater than an engagement ring of a wedding. That's the Holy Spirit inside of us. He's a guarantee. He's, he's a guarantor that... We are one day. Listen to this. That resurrection is going to take place. And this body will be turned in a twinkle of an eye into immortal bodies forever and ever. Resurrected forever. Glory to God. Now look at this. That's why you are always full of courage. Hmm. Even while we are at home in the body, we are homesick to be with the master. That's not a good, 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 uh, good version. It's a, we are home healed to be with the master. I'm not going to be sick to be with the master. You understand? <laughs> we are home healed to be with the master. Look at that. For we live by? Ha! Not by what we see with our eyes. Have you seen all that you're telling you? This, this is an act of faith. This is how faith people live. Have you connected all these scriptures from the ones you began with? This is how faith people live. Faith people see the invisible as the reality of their lives. Let's go to Colossians 3.1 from the Passion Translation and probably go to Amplified Amplify Classic Version and probably go to another version, go to another version until you finish the versions, then you go home. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Let's go start with the passion. Christ resurrection is your resurrection too. What happened to his resurrection? Hey, he went back for his body in the tomb of Joseph of Armadia and he got right into his body and his body is the one that Thomas said, if I touch it. Listen to this. He says, it's our resurrection too. In other words, 
we don't have to be limited by the flesh. I believe this. You take it, you, re- you refuse it, I believe it. Listen to this. If there was any possibility, which there isn't going to be, my body to be sliced a bit and sinner's body to be sliced a bit, there's a difference. My body is not a body of sin. I'm a member of the body of Christ. And body of Christ is not a body of sin. That's why believers ought to remove every sickness and disease just like you drop off your, your sweater or your shirt. You should not allow sickness to cling on you like it clings on sinners. I hope you heard what I said. You should not allow that. You don't have a body of sin. How can Christ live in a body of sin? Not unless you practice sin. But listen, we are members of the body of Christ. Then a cancer and anything of it, that's fine. Cancer and, and, and anything of that nature, you should not allow it to fasten itself on your body. I remember years ago when I, I, I came from Budalangi. Oh my goodness, I was, I was, I felt sick. Like the way it says, sick like a dog. I don't know how the dog feels, but I felt sick. I was really sick. And then uh, I remember God, I was sneezing. I think we'd been taking so many trips with Pastor Wade until my immune system was just low. Even his. You know, you just travel, you travel, travel, you are tired, mosquitoes are biting. I mean, we walked and walked. I remember him asking me one time, Davis, are we just two of us? <laughs> like, are we just two of us? Anyway, and I became so sick. I remember taking Holy Communion. Remember where we lived. I took Holy Communion. I said, Lord Jesus, I went to First Corinthians chapter, chapter 6. Remember who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And don't you know that your body is a member of the body of Christ? And how, if I'm, how can you make a member of Christ be one with a harlot? So I started saying this. How can my, your body be one with malaria? How can your body be one with flu? I refuse that. You are not sick in heaven. I'm not sick here on this earth. We are, I'm a member of the body of Christ. And I'm taking Holy Communion. And I took it. And I, I'm telling you, I took it by faith. I received my healing by faith. It didn't come instantly. But I got rid of those symptoms. Do you see that? Do you see that? Don't. Accept sickness. Think of what he's done for you. His resurrection is my resurrection. He ain't sick. It's impossible for him to, to be sick. It was imp- he could not become he, he, could, he couldn't get sick because he walked by faith until 
when he was made sick with my sickness or with our sickness. So we need to up our game. Listen this. That sickness should never evict us from this body. Think about this, church. Even after what Jesus went through, none of those things evicted him from his body until he says, unto you, Father, I commit my spirit. In other words, he left willingly. Hmm. I had a certain lady mama years ago. She was a church member here. Rhoda, oh, I loved Rhoda. I just believed God with her and on and on and on. But I asked her, she was so tired. I asked her, Rhoda, not that I'm not in faith, but you, you're the one who's going through this pain. Are we fighting? Do you continue fighting? She said, yes, pastor, we're fighting. Good, fine. I went, I think that was 2015, I went back to see her in a hospital. She was admitted in Nairobi, in a current hospital. So I asked I went and I went to see her and I prayed with her. And she asked me, she was a retired major in the army. So she asked me, Pastor, she was so weak. Do you remember what you asked me? I said, what? I didn't want her to talk. You know, you understand, you realize the way she was. Yes, if I was ready to fight or not. I said, yeah. I am fighting. Soldiers never die. I said, yes, Lord. <laughs> You see, she was refusing to go out of that, to leave that body. The cancer she had was terrible. And then, a few days later, Dr. Daniel Nduga used to work in Karen Hospital. Told me, Rhoda, Rhoda is gone. It's 2.30 p.m. She's gone. So, oh, really? She did? Yeah, she did. Oh. And Rhoda to rest. And then uh, she, he told me, from 5.30 in the morning, Rhoda started singing that I'm going home, I'm going home. I'm going home, I'm going home. And she started singing some Kikuyu songs. And then the nurses said, please, 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 that's okay. She sang even the more. She was going home. By 2 o'clock, she was gone. You can refuse to come out of this body. Even if the, the spirit wants to come or say, come back. Come back and you are not going to stay sick. The way you are looking at me. <laughs> it's like I just came from another, another realm when I'm speaking to you and say like this alien. Now I'm not an alien. I'm speaking by the spirit. You can refuse. Now let's finish this. Then we are now. So his resurrection is who, whose? Did he need to be resurrected for himself? Not so. Did he need to be crucified for himself? Not so. His resurrection is our resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn. Are you seeing that? Like that Hebrews chapter 11. We are to yearn for all that is above. Not some things. Huh? Not drops. You know, say like, oh, what do you, what do you say? That's Catholic church, Catholic song they say. You know, like uh, showers. They call it what? Just a little bit of blessings. Say, to here, you know. <laughs> you know, when you go to a to a to a seed bed, you you know you don't want to disturb. So na you know, you just don't pour. What? 
So you, why do you want that? It's a yearn for all that is above. That's, that's a flood. Come on now. That's a flood. Uh, for that's where Christ sits enthroned and the place of all power, own and authority. Look at that. Yes. Do what? I know you know what to feast is. I know you know. When you go to parties, I've gone sometimes to, man, I've, I've gone really even to pastors' meetings and all that. And I, I really don't understand what some people do that. You know, they, they keep filling the plate and they keep filling the plate and they keep filling the plate. And at the end over here, they put watermelon on top. <laughs> that, that cracks me. You know, watermelon on top and which other? They, 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 you know, pineapple. <laughs> God, Lord Jesus, deliver your people. <laughs> <laughs> As a help our Kenya people. <laughs> so, that's feasting. <laughs> Anyone who's ever seen, don't say pastor is making up stories. Anyone who's ever seen, of course you've seen, you've seen pineapple on top. <laughs> and they're like, oh Lord Jesus. But please, would you go for those meetings? Just take a little bit. You understand? <laughs> and, and usually, usually there are some people also need food. <laughs> it's, not, it's a party for many people, not just for you. <laughs> but at least you understand feasting. On all what? The treasures. That's why I think they put pineapples on top. On all the treasures of the heavenly realm. And do what? Fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. That the unseen realm, and not with the distractions of the natural realm, and it goes on verse 3, your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life, and now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. Let's see the amplified classic version, please. <clears throat> if then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, that sharing is the resurrection from the dead, Aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Look at verse 2. And set your minds and keep them set on what is above. What, is those, what are those things? What are those things? The higher things. The higher things. Not on the things that are on the earth. Look at this. The things that are above, go back there please. The things that are above, it takes faith to see them. That's the invisible. The earthly things are visible. They've, the higher things are invisible. But what do they take? They take faith for us to see them. And he goes on to say this, not on the things that are on the earth, and he goes on to say, and as far as this world is concerned, you have died, and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Woo! Let's read the Amplified, the last one, please, the other Amplified. Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is, is seated at the right hand of God. Look at what he says. Set your mind and keep what? Focus what? Habitually. That's a habit. A way of thinking. 
on the things above, which are what? The heavenly things, not on things that are on the earth, which have only what? Temporary value. Now, finally, brethren, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. <laughs> chapter 4, sorry. Verse 16. In fact, the, the, the King James Version says, seeing the invisible. I hadn't seen that. I'm seeing it now. That's what the King James Version says. Anyone who has the King James spirit filled? Are you seeing that? It says, seeing the invisible? Anyone? Which Bible is you read? You've seen that? It's written, seeing the invisible, actually. Over here, Miss Ruth. You're not a descendant of Thomas, I know that. But, 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 but you've seen that. <laughs> He said, seeing the invisible. <laughs> now, now, look at this. Uh, for, therefore, verse 16. The New King James Version, please. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. It takes what? Faith to renew that man. It takes the word of God. And then he says this. For our light affliction, what are you going through? It's just a light affliction. Which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And he goes on to say, While we do not look at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. You see, how do you do that? By faith. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Let's read the, the Passion Translation, please, from verse 16, then we, we wind up, and then the Amplifier, then we wind up. So no wonder we don't give up. Oh, no wonder you don't see me on Sunday, say, church. Shetanamen kimbiza wiki hii. Muliza ata bibi yangu. Ameni kimbiza. Nyombeni. Ombeni mchugajuenu. You know, not, not that. No wonder we don't give up. For even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. That's not an automatic. That's on purpose. Look what follows next. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. That's it. There you go. There you go. Listen. Everything that the, the devil does is time-dated. Or is time bound. Everything that God has done flows into eternity. It's eternal. So whatever, if you know there's an attack of the enemy against you, know that it's short-lived. What do you do? Take the word. Have faith in God. Let him lead you into, the, into victory through Christ Jesus. You see that? And then he says this. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. Because we don't focus on our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. That's good. Amplified version, then we finish. <clears throat> Therefore, we do not become discouraged, spiritless. Disappointed or afraid? How many people here are some disappointed? 
Even people say to God, I'm disappointed, God. Uh, Though our outer self is progressively wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. What follows next? For our momentary light distress, this passing trouble. You need, when you're having difficulties, you need to open your Bible and tell the devil this passing trouble. This passing attack is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, a fullness beyond our measure, surpassing all comparisons, a transcendent splendor, and an endless, endless blessedness. Look at verse 18. For, so we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are visible are temporary, uh, temporal, just brief and fleeting, but the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. Let me show you something over here. That's why hell is disastrous. There's no time there. Is going through oh, unfathomable pain and agony with, with no end. You see what I'm saying? With no end. But whatever you go through here on this earth as a believer, because of our redemption, which I say, I teach this way, time was created by God for the redemption of man. Think about what you go through. Think about even a believer. I'm giving an example that we've seen believers dying of cancer. But think about a believer in pain, unimaginable pain, and it is without an end. But what keeps a believer is temporary. Whatever you are going through is time bound. If you feel like there's adversity in your life of the enemy, it doesn't look like it's going to end, it's a lie. It's come to an end. And can I decree this by the authority of God's word? It has come to an end this evening. How, how, how do you enter into the next season? Yet believing, you do what? You rejoice with a joy unspeakable and full of glory. Stand up on your feet, please. Woo! Hallelujah! Yeah, I don't know about you. I had church this evening. Yeah, come on now. I don't know about you, but I had church this evening. Because I didn't give you my opinion. I gave you the living word of God is unchangeable forever. Would you give him thanks and praise for, for what you've had this evening? Praise God forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just go ahead and thank him. Praise him forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost for some time. Just go ahead and just pray in the Holy Ghost for some few minutes we have here. Yes, the blood of Jesus. Angels of God. Angels of God, angels of God who hearken to the voice of his word. They are greater, they are bigger, they are bigger than the enemy's work. They are bigger than the enemy's work. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Mamangeshada, them that are with us are more and greater, greater than they that are with them. Mamandea, 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 and Mangasteba Kayada Bakori de Bakaseda, Ganga de Mandere de Bakasa. 
Gangana manderede bakasa. <laughs> Glory to God. My mistake is sorry de bakaya da badaya da. Kesera de mangi anamande sadaya da basi de bayadi. Aha. Praise God. Kashadaya. Glory to God. Thank you Lord. 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 Now I was praying this afternoon and there's a prayer that I prayed. Remember, remember Gehazi and Elisha? When they are surrounded by the army of the enemy. He said, they that are with them, that, that are with us, are much more than they that are with them. And what did he pray to the father? Father, open their eyes that they may see. Spiritual warfare is won by the believers who are able to see by faith the promises of God. When there is adversity and it looks like the enemy has an upper hand, a child of God who is able to see by faith the spiritual realm counts that war as completely won because of his stand or her stand in Christ. Therefore, believe to see, believe to perceive the will of God. And it is the will of God for us to see because we see it even in Ephesians chapter 1 that the eyes of understanding may be enlightened. The Amplified says that the eyes of our hearts be flooded with light. And when Gehazi, when Elisha asked for his servant's eyes to be opened, his eyes were opened and he saw the chariots of fire and horses and the army in the realm of the spirit and he could not fear anymore. Fear cannot penetrate into the heart of a believer who sing by faith the promises of God, no matter the adversity of the enemy against you. So, Father, I pray this evening we've received the word, and I believe we have, and that it shifts our believing, it shifts our perception of your will, and we are able by faith to lay hold of the promises of God. Father, I pray and I bless your people. I say by faith, according to your word, blessed are their eyes for they see and their ears for they hear. And to them it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And I speak your blessing upon them. I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen.